0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Troy Christian High School Chapel podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our Chapel YouTube channel and follow our Chapel Instagram account. Those two places will be the easiest way to check out what's coming up, as well as find some bonus content from our speakers and worship team. Most importantly, I hope the following message challenges and encourages you to grow in your relationship with God as you learn to love God and love others better. Enjoy. You don't know how good it is to see you. It's been a long time I mean i like I enjoy the little kids and enjoy the junior high, but there's something about high school and all the dreams and hopes that you have and oh lord oh, i want to see that happen for them so some of this is just tough this morning i going to just talk a little bit from my heart my theology is simple <laughs> um I, my doctorate is an honorary doctorate in theology i'm not sure why they gave that to me but they did um because I feel like walking with Jesus is a simple walk, but yet a tough walk, and and so this morning, I wanna talk and share with you a little bit from my heart. Uh, So unfortunately, you need to put the mask back up now. Um, But you know, this whole choosing light thing is, um, I think can be really significant to us in our lives. I know it has been in my life already, But you know, where there is no light, darkness creates fear because of what we cannot see or what we cannot know. And this fear, this fear oftentimes can create an us versus them attitude or mentality or culture. An attitude that... uh, needs to know who's on our side, who's not on my side, who agrees with me, who doesn't agree with me. And and this whole year verse brings this thing to light big time. And you say, how, do, how does it do that? Well, here's what we have to do is we have to take a look, you know, at the, um, the, the if you're memorizing this this verse—it's you know what we're normally memorizing—is "I am the light of the world," uh, is what Jesus says, and whoever follows after me. But there's a phrase before that that I think is important for us to take a look at that gives us clarity on what I want to talk about: with this darkness and light thing, this us versus them kind of mentality, and and that comes at us. Because verse eight also says this at the beginning: when Jesus spoke again to the people. Why does he say when Jesus spoke again? Why does John say that in there? Well, because he wants us to look back at the verses beforehand to understand why Jesus even makes this statement of I am being the light of the world. So Jesus when he spoke again, so we look back at verses 1 through 7. And these verses talk about to us a woman. Um, let me let me say, stop a second there. What, what's happening is Jesus is talking to a group of people just like this. Okay, he's talking to a group of people just like this, a little closer together than this. Okay, but they're talking to a group of people like this, and all of a sudden, as he's talking and doing a teaching with the group of people, here comes the Pharisees and the Sadducees, or the uh, religious leader, or I'm going to get a little more to our time and date, the pastors and the Bible teachers, you know, bringing in this woman, bringing this woman in front. Can you imagine, my, can you imagine what it'd be like, and I'm gonna pick on you for a moment, for somebody to bring you in front of everybody and then start talking about the bad things in your life? I mean, can you imagine how devastating that would be? Just imagine that. They bring the spiritual people, bring a person, a woman, up to the front. Now, it goes on to tell us what that woman had done. Now, you know, I was preparing for this thing, and I can talk with this group. I didn't talk about the other two teachings I've already done this morning, because I feel like you're mature and you can handle this. So, I, you know, it brought back a memory for me. I'm gonna forget that clock. I brought back a memory to me when I was in junior high. In my junior high, there was about 500 kids. Okay, it was grades uh, seven, eight, and nine. In eighth grade, you had health class. So we're all together in health class, you know, guys and girls, we were in in health class. Then there'd come that time of year, somewhere in the middle of the first semester, all of a sudden I come to class and there's no girls. It's just guys. Well, we know what's coming. All right, this is gonna be the sex talk, okay? So I have this class back in eighth grade that talked to me about sex. When they talked with me about sex, somehow, when they talked about it, it was between a man and a woman or a girl and a guy. Why is it that they bring just the woman if she's been having sex with other men? It's what the scripture teaches us, sex with other men, that's what adultery. She was in adultery. Why is it they bring just the woman? Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever thought about that question? Well, they come in and they start to challenge Jesus right away. All right, here's this whole us versus them thing that comes out. Okay, they come in and they start doing the religious thing. And they say, Jesus, Moses commands that a woman who's been caught in adultery needs to be stoned. So a woman who's been caught in adultery needs to be stoned. This is what the law says, Jesus. And what are you going to do with that? And Jesus bends down, it says, and he starts writing in the dirt. And they keep coming at him, and they keep coming at him, and they keep badgering him. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this, Jesus? You know, this is what the law says. And Jesus stands up. And he looks at them and he says, you who are without sin, you be the first one to cast the stone. Because that's what they did in those days. They stoned. And then Jesus, this is important, there's two different times here. Jesus steps down or bends down again and starts writing in the sand. And then all of a sudden as he's writing in the sand, Those people disperse. Those leaders leave. What was he writing in the sand? Now, I don't have the theological answer to that, but I'm going to just give you a guess. I'm wondering if he didn't start pointing out their sins. I'm wondering if he's not calling out them. Were they ones who had been with her? I don't know. I'm just asking. All of a sudden, it says in Scripture John records it, they separated and left. And again, this whole illustration for us, the point is this, where we continue, even in our own lives, to create this atmosphere, this culture, this attitude of I'm right, you're wrong. Jesus, prove us right with what Moses says. And Jesus refuses to do that Instead, he lights up his teaching. He then reflects in verse eight what he does in relationship to this whole attitude of us versus them. He brings light to the situation. He brings light to the situation. If we can cast guilt and shame on someone else, then our guilt and our weaknesses don't have to be brought to light to everyone else. Do you hear me? If we can cast guilt and shame on somebody else, then our guilt and our weaknesses or our shame don't have to be brought to light. And Jesus, who is light, exposes all of that. Jesus, who is light, began to expose the darkness. And when there is darkness... We can't see it clearly. The more negativity that we have around us, the darker it becomes. We see this continually in our own lives and in our world that we're in. It doesn't take much for you to turn on the news and get this whole us versus them. It doesn't take much to listen to the church and things going on in the church of this us versus them. It doesn't take us long to begin to understand. We hear the arguing and the complaining and the differencing and the bickering that goes on to see the darkness that is in our own world just as there was darkness in Jesus' day. And then Jesus exposes the light by saying I am the light of the world, whoever, I'm gonna put my own parentheses in, chooses to follow me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. It's a choice and the choice and the challenge before each of us this morning is am I choosing darkness or am I choosing to follow the light? What does that look like to follow Jesus? If I'm one who says, yes, I am a follower of Jesus, what does that look like? And we say this very clearly. Most of you probably don't realize it. but We have this vision statement for Troy Christian students. It says this, TCS, Troy Christian students will be salt in their world now. TCS teachers will be salt in their world now. Now, not something futuristic, something now. And we've defined that salt as to speak, to act, to lead, to think like Jesus. It's a choice, guys, it's a choice that we make between darkness or light. I struggle with this just like you do. And you would think probably the 68-year-old guy doesn't have this battle with this us versus them. I do. And I could share many things. But specifically, I'm going to share with you my struggle with this whole mask thing. It is not been easy for me and when first they said that teachers had to wear masks and I said okay we have to teachers have to ma- wear masks we can do that and all they said was that hey you had to <laughs> again encourage you strongly encourage your students to wear masks okay we'll strongly encourage our students to wear masks okay then they came out and said okay and see, are you getting my us versus them they me you're you catching it okay here's how Wilbur's gotten trapped into it Okay, this us versus them thing. So then they came out and said the teachers had to wear masks as, and they could not be a shield. I bought all these shields. These shields that were similar to this, but they didn't have this thing on the front. They went around, they sat on the chin. I thought, ooh, the teachers could teach now. They could see, the kids could see their expression on their face. They could, have, they could breathe and not be suffocated as they're trying to teach. They could get closer to the students. I could still see them. And then I thought, okay, then what do you think? The night before we have our in-service, boom, that was outlawed. Nope, it had to be a mask. So you don't think I had to wrestle through this and still have to wrestle through this, us versus them thing? And then when they came out and said, you had to wear masks, you would not have wanted to have been in my home. You're grateful that you're not my wife, Carla, because I blew it. I went off. And here's this old getting sucked into this us versus how can you say that about our kids? How can they have a normalcy of a life? I mean, I went through the whole scenario, guys. And then all of a sudden, there's a little thing in my life called the Holy Spirit who said, Wilbur, you're getting ready to do teachings to your staff and to students about what it means to be light. And you're as dark as it gets with that attitude. I mean, that isn't exactly how it came down, but I'm just telling you, the spirit of God worked in my own life. I said, Wilbur, you're not being light. You're being darkness. And you're called to be light. And so for me, Having to wrestle through that. Do you know what it's like for me to wrestle through when I came out of a board meeting? You guys possibly didn't know. I come out of a board meeting on a Monday night. And I come out of the board meeting, I'm going, I see a whole bunch of students gathered around with the cars and not doing social distancing. Um, but they had their masks on. Well, I get over to, with one of the board members. So we went over to see the APAC. The board member who went out before me said, Oh, Gary, you should have seen him. They did not have their mask up, and they were not social distancing. I saw when I came out there, the mask. Oh yeah, you should have seen them as soon as you walked out the door. The mask came up, you know. And I and I going, okay, do I get on them or what? You know, you so I had this wrestling match in relationship to it. And what were you doing? I think what you were doing, at least it looked like what you were doing, is just being seniors and painting the rock. You don't think that my heart grieves? when you can't do some of these things that I know you want to do and I want you to do. But you see, Jesus calls me, he calls you to be light in a dark world. He calls us to be light in a dark world. And so here is our challenge that we have, that I have, that teachers have, that we need to, rather than complaining, I need to choose to speak gratitude rather than getting all upset with the authority. I need to submit to the scripture teaches me that. Jesus teaches us that. Jesus demonstrated that with his life. He submitted To those that crucified him. He did not have to do that. But he showed and demonstrated what it means to submit even to the point of death. But hallelujah, the resurrection took place. But you see, I have to challenge myself that I have the right attitude as it relates to Again, even the authority in my life. Because guys, I will do whatever it takes. That means I put you, I want to put you, I want to put others above myself to the point of where we can be together. So therefore, Gary, just suck the gut and be obedient and do it with a willing spirit and be light with it and work through it. And so I'm just telling you, those are the things for me that are changes and challenges that I have to go through But Jesus calls me to be light, not darkness. He calls you to be light, not darkness. And so my challenge for us is that we continue to look at how we can demonstrate light, even in things that we don't like what's going on in relationship to what we've been asked to do. Do it with an attitude of gratefulness that we're able to be together. And rather than, again, that challenge to us, Then judging others, I choose to look at others as uniquely created by God. Just as a single light can light up a whole room, may we as students and staff light up our school and our community. May we point them to the light by the way we live our light. Help us. May we choose light instead of dark.